All right, so you're doing everything you can to save money, to not spend it, to, to, to stay within the framework of the budget, but your spouse is getting in the way. You can't make progress because he or she is just spending it. And you're wondering, is he ever going to change or will she ever stop? Well, today you're going to hear a really powerful story about a wife who trusted God about her husband's spending, even when it wasn't easy. I'm John Fuller, along with Erin Smalley, and uh, she and her husband, Greg, are in charge of our marriage team here at Focus on the Family. And last time uh, on this podcast, we heard from Chuck and Ann Bentley. They struggled for two decades with financial conflict in their marriage. And um, Anne was at a Bible study, and a woman encouraged her to start praying for her husband, Chuck. And here's more of their story with Jim Daly. Let me ask you in that regard, that's really interesting, because I think most men would have that sense, that equation. How did that revelation then come to you that that was not working? Your formula was not her heart's ache. I'll tell you a story, Jim, that really made it so apparent to me. We went out for our wedding anniversary. I think it was around 20, 21 years. And we went to our favorite spot, our favorite restaurant. And we're having a great celebration of our marriage. And one of my clients walked into the restaurant. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw him standing over there. And I looked at him and said, excuse me. And I went over and started talking to my client. And I was super excited that we were, you know, going to do a deal soon. And when I came back, I didn't realize it had been 15 minutes, and Ann was crying in the booth. And I didn't know why she was crying. Let me guess. (laughs) It was your anniversary. (laughs) It was our anniversary. And I had put the deal and the more and the— And I was telling her how excited I was. And I really did not know why she was upset. But I had put all of that above her. It's a perfect expression, Chuck, of exactly a guy's attitude, right? I'm doing what this should make you happy, Ann. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'm going to be bringing home more bacon. That's mm-hmm. right. But what did you want that night? What did I you want to hear? His, I just wanted time with him. Yeah, and I didn't see that, and so that was the sort of exhibit A of where we were. Was that about the time then you went to the Crown Financial? I mean, how did that, (laughs) what was it that you went to and when did that occur and what was the timeline? Well, think about this. Anne had been praying for me 10, (laughs) 11 years. Wow. And this Crown class is announced in our church bulletin. Hold on. Can we back up? And she tricked me into it. Can we back up? This is always dangerous when the wife says, let's back up. I I need to back up because Chuck came home one evening and said, Anne, I want you to pick out our new house. I'm going to pick out the cars. He was in a business that he assumed, you know, that he was going to make a lot of money within the next year. That was my red flag. We had a major issue. And so when I saw that our church was offering this crown course, I thought, we need it now. So you called the leader. mm -hmm. Wow. And well, first she asked me if I would go. And I said, I'm too busy. And so she's trying to get me to go. And so I just said, okay, if they have it on Sunday night, that's the only time I have available. <laughs> and I thought that would be sort of the compromise where she, you know, would think, all right, I'm trying, but it's never going to happen. So I called the uh, man who was organizing these classes, and he said, Ann, I'm sorry, I only have one class available. It's on a Sunday night. <laughs> and, and here's the catch. Anyone who agrees to attend will lead another group. 
I said, oh, of course, we'll do it. <laughs> so I, There was no way I was asking Chuck because yeah. I knew what he'd say. Yeah, yeah, that would be a big no. Right. Yeah, and so here I am. I'm going to a class. I don't know that she's pre-agreed that I will lead one after <laughs> we get through it. And I was totally obstinate. I was arrogant. I wasn't interested. I thought I knew, Jim. I thought I knew what the Bible said about money. I grew up in church, and we started opening the Word, looking at the Scripture. And by week six of that Bible study, I repented of my idolatry of money. Mm. I realized that money was, in fact, in control of my life. And Anne had not been able to help me see that, but God did. And the Holy Spirit convicted me as if I had committed the most heinous of sin against the Lord. And I wept privately for the realization that I really was serving money and in love with money, not God. Mm. And that's what changed everything. Yeah. You know, Aaron, I really love the way God uses uh, people who have stories. He puts someone who struggled for 20 years with finances in charge of a financial <laughs> ministry to other people. Um, and, and, and Chuck was very honest in the clip about the Holy Spirit's role in helping him make good money choices. Now, why is it that we often need God's intervention in our lives to get this part of life right? And I would say that we need the Holy Spirit's intervention in so many areas. Okay. But money, yes. Finances, for sure. But I always, I, a million times a day, I think, oh, I'm so grateful that we have this Holy Spirit that speaks to us, that, you know, convicts us, that is the spirit of truth, and especially around money. Mm. And so it, it's really evaluating where am I at with my relationship with money? And has it become an idol in my life? And just really crying out to God yeah. to to help me to be aware of where am I struggling, convict me, but also how am I coming across with my spouse? Yeah. And is it that you're leading me just to pray for him and specifically for what? You think about who the Holy Spirit is, you know, he renews our minds, he convicts us of sin, he leads us to repentance, he helps us bear good fruit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. He intercedes on our behalf. So, I love that we have the Holy Spirit, especially around finances. Yeah. Well, and to your point, um, thank God for his helper, the Holy Spirit, who is in our lives. And if we will listen, guides us in all things. Mm. Uh, Certainly that spiritual uh, foundation is core to who we are here at Focus on the Family. We want God to be uh, the foundation for your marriage. And uh, to that end, reach out to us. If what we're talking about, if God and the Holy Spirit aren't making sense to you, if you don't know what we're talking about, maybe you're in a tradition that doesn't emphasize the personal nature of God and uh, the salvation he offers through Jesus, uh, reach out to us. Uh, We have a a wonderful team that will take your phone call. Uh, They'll point you to resources. They'll talk through what uh, real Christianity is about. They'll connect you with a counselor if that's something that uh, you think is going to be helpful. And then we have so many resources about money uh, to help you here at Focus on the Family. I'll point out Chuck and Ann's great book, Money Problems, Marriage Solutions, and uh, we're making that available to you uh, for a donation of any amount, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. 
contribute as you can to the ministry of Focus on the Family, and we'll say thank you by sending that book, Money Problems, Marriage Solutions. And you can get in touch with us by calling 800, the letter A in the word family, or we've got details and links in the show notes. And by the way, if you've got a minute, uh, please uh, take a moment and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this content. That helps others discover the kind of insights that we try to provide to you on a regular basis. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of the Smallies and the entire team here, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.